Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. This week, we are talking about Secret Project 1. If you haven't listened to Brandon's announcement or our emergency Shardcast that we did on it, uh, yeah, we are going to spoil the surprise of that, and we're going to talk about uh, some sample chapters. Hey, you probably already know, but hey. I mean, at this point, who hasn't heard about the Kickstarter? The New York Times has heard of it, so, you know. Yeah. uh, I I don't think... This show is going to be the thing that spoils you. It's probably, like, random other press. (laughs) But, hey. Uh, I'm Eric, and joining me is Grace. Hello, I am Gator Girl in my... uh, I am uh, cosplaying as, as Tress today with my braid. You're basically Tress. It's yeah. true. I, I got very excited when when I read the description of the hair, and it's like it's like a light brown, light brown, dirty blonde hair that gets super tangled and is hard to deal with. And I'm like, oh, that's me. You literally showed us a hairball of, of just like this is what happens when I comb my hair. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Also joining us is Ala. What's up? Hello, I'm Rosar, and I don't really have the looks to cosplay Tress, but I do have the cups. Ooh. <laughs> Cheers. Several different Cheers. cups, though. I'm, I'm not going to be drinking from all of them right now because... Oh, I am. I mean, that's going to be too much. But yeah, I have. we've got Star Wars cups. We've got Christmas cups. Which, And we've got the fox in a cup. Cups, which I don't know, it doesn't really show well. I think I put this one in dishwasher when I really shouldn't have. Mm, yeah, some, sometimes, oh, yes. yeah. Uh, can I can I ask a philosophical question? Uh, w- w- <laughs> just are glasses cups? <laughs> I just I just want to throw that out there before we get the intros done. It doesn't I, matter for everything. People are tuning off the video as we speak. As I ask, I, I think. I think according to Tress, they are okay. One of her, one of the cups she gets is red glass, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't remember. I read it yesterday, and I don't remember. See, I, I would personally, and you know, as a non-native speaker here, okay, I would yeah, personally that's say a, a cup isn't made of glass. Like, if it's made of like, I don't actually know what this is made out of. Ceramics, ceramics, ceramic, or clay. Yeah. That's that's a cup, but if it's made out of glass, then it's a glass. See, but that's a mug. I feel like glass is more of a cup to me than mugs are. Oh yeah, mug is also a word that exists. <laughs> yep, I love it. I love it. This this is the hard hitting analysis that you want from this channel. <laughs> I would, really, I would. I think I would classify like this: mugs have like handles. Yeah. Yeah. So this is both a mug and a cup. Yeah, because but wouldn't you say teacups? Teacups have handles, and they have cup in the name. Yeah, so I just command F searched um, cup, like red, and yes, the second cup was made of pure red glass. Okay, there you go. Glasses are cups, according to Tress. <laughs> Easy. Uh, well, good not t- according to me. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Look, it, I think people can, reasonable minds can differ as to what is a cup. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Uh, also joining us is Veronica. <laughs> hey, I'm Cheyenne Zedai on the Discord and the forums. And I am Chaos. And uh, 
It's it's been a busy week, hasn't it? Uh, it's just oh been my god, really really busy. We're recording this on uh, March sixth. Um, there is going to be a stream on Tuesday that uh, talks about Secret Project One, aka Tress. Uh, go, go read it; it's in the description, or at least the sample chapters. But Brandon put out five freaking sample chapters for Secret Project One, Crazy. and he's going to put out new sample chapters for Secret Project Two on the next Thursday. But you know what? I can't get these edited so fast. Like we busted our butt to get the emergency shard cast out when it did, because Grace wanted yep. to get it before the Thursday thing where we knew about Secret Project One. So I'm like, okay, Grace, we'll make it happen. And all of my speculation was immediately proven wrong. Yeah, and that's why we had to get it out on Wednesday. That's why we had to. We had to. Uh, but just so you know, I realize that this episode is coming out like the 12th or 13th. I don't know which one. Uh, and Brandon's stream about Tress will have already happened. And we have no idea what he says. So we have no idea. Just, just know Chill. that... If there are anything pertinent, we're going to append that just to the beginning of Secret Project 2's thing, okay? Because yeah. we're going we're, we're gonna to do weekly episodes for, for this oh week, my and gosh. I'm so <laughs> thrilled to edit it all. Pray for the editors. Editor. Pray for me. For me, specifically. <laughs> it's me. So, needless to say, these will be like a week delayed. We got trust the this week, but you're getting it this a week later because I need time to edit these things, and that doesn't. It takes a bit. So that that's that's what we're doing, and so that's going to be March. Uh, so uh, my apologies to the patrons who voted on the next Shardcast topics, and Brandon just took a big dump on our schedule because uh, I. Oh my god! Like. I thought Brandon, because I, I did know that there was an announcement coming. I'm in the know. Uh, but I I just thought it'd be like titles and blurbs. I didn't think he's going to like, oh, yeah, yeah. Every week th there's a giant Kickstarter. There's going to be every week I'm going to just dump preview chapters for you. Have fun, everyone. Like, oh, my God. Oh my I, God. I didn't I expect <laughs> that. I thought we'd need to do like a bonus Shardcast about the announcement. But no, nope, nope, we got to do four. Five. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Including... Uh the emergency shard cast is yeah. Five. yeah, right, right. Yeah, thanks a bunch. Uh, granted, this is a great problem to have, that there's too much to do. It's, yeah. it's a great Honestly, problem to yeah. have. Uh, I'm, I'm more just sassily complaining. It's not actually a problem. Though this week has been insane, and it's I'm very insanity. tired. So let's talk about some news and just like, what's been going on? <laughs> and how people feel, because I know, Grace, you're on the emergency shard cast, but I wasn't, because uh, you guys recorded it when I was at work. But how, how are you guys feeling about the Kickstarter and all this stuff? I mean, honestly, for me, it was like this whole announcement, as crazy as it was, it was basically the only thing kept keeping me from going crazy for IRL stuff. Uh, and so yes. it was great to just be able to think about something else to be a part of the community. It's a great time to be a Sanderson fan, it's honestly. True. It's true. So it's going to continue to be a very busy Yeah, time. for the next, like, three years, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other, I was working on the World Hopper schedule yesterday, and we literally have episodes lined up until 2025. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yep, yep. So uh, it, it is now the number one Kickstarter ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's been just a few days, so who knows how high it will go, uh, which is very humbling for, you know, me being in the fandom. It's like, wow, uh, yeah, our fandom's big. <laughs> it's, 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 and, it and we have a lot of very excited 
fans, uh, which I, I mean, we knew that already, but like, it's just <laughs> seeing a number attached to it. It's like, oh, that's, that's a lot. That is, that is a lot. Yeah, it's it's honestly a little bit scary. Just it, it, yeah, it is. It is kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, when I hear some see some people talk about it, it feels like some people are willing to sell their kidneys to, you know. Get yeah, oh, please don't do that. Uh, just just as a yeah. note, please don't sell your kidneys to cartels to get money to to buy things, especially for the international shipping. Please don't do that. Please take care of yourself. You you will be able to get. The ebooks, even if you don't back the Kickstarter, because they will be av- the ebooks and audiobooks will be available like a, a bit after the they drop for the Kickstarter backers. Uh, the hardcovers will eventually come out in regular print. Uh, that that one is probably the biggest thing you'd miss out on. The hardcovers are nice, but I don't think anyone like our swag box is that cool. Like really, like they're, they're like fine. But I don't know if they're worth yeah. like hundreds of dollars. Cool, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm not really a swag person. Yeah. Like, if I got stickers, they would sit on a desk somewhere mm-hmm. for years until I eventually decided to throw them away. I like, like pins. I like pins. shirts in my size that I like the design of. I might wear posters. I might eventually put on a wall somewhere, but. Other than that, I am not a swag person. There's no way it's going to be posters. Like We don't know what's going to be in the swag box. Uh, Unless Brandon (laughs) talked about it on Tuesday, in which case, none of this conversation matters. Great. Uh, But like the Bridge 4 poster, they had to all pack separately because people didn't want it uh, folded. So like, I don't think there's going to be big posters. So I'm just like, I don't know what's going to be in the swag boxes. It might be something like the art prints for the Radiant Orders uh, for Mm. the Leatherbound Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I still need to put mine up. Yeah. Uh yeah. but but if you are like, mm, I wanna see the swag, but I don't want to pay the shipping or or just the expense. Even even if you're yeah. in the US, it's still really pricey. Well, don't worry, because I'm a poor sap who bought it anyway, and we'll do unboxing <laughs> videos on this channel. You can live vicariously through us. Uh, Thank and, you for your sacrifice. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's content, really. Like, will will the videos make enough money to overcome the cost? Absolutely not. The ad <laughs> revenue is terrible. But uh, it, it will, like, subsidize maybe $10 of it. So, yeah. So, in 2023, we'll, we'll have those. But... I don't really like stickers. I like pins, though. I I, I do. Like I really pins. like pins. Pins are nice. But I also don't have space for any more pins other than my seventeenth uh, shards pin yeah. on my jacket. So I I need a display case for all the pins that I have because I I've accumulated a lot of sweet Brandon pins. They're pretty cool. But I don't really have anywhere to put pins on. So yeah, I like, it is kind of like weird, pins. right? Yeah, I like pins as a thing to like hold in my hand. But I don't really know where I would put it. Yeah. I know people put them on, like, their con lanyards and things. Mm. I put mine on my senior jacket because it's just traditional. Like, yay, I have pins to put there. That's true. And eventually when my shard pin uh, arrives, I'll be putting that there. It's this one space I have left. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about what Brandon's blabbed uh, since this has gone out. Uh, and Brandon made a few Reddit comments. Uh, one was him talking about how, how the money's going to go. Like, cause this is a lot of money. What's Brandon going to do with the money? And he was saying how, like, at least 
half of this money is just like like Brandon's not the money guy at Dragonsteel, obviously. He's the writer guy. But at least half is just solely dedicated to making like printing yeah. the books and uh creating the, the swag. swag and stuff. And he's not sure if the shipping charges are in account in the number, which certainly would inflate that to a twenty million dollar amount with the shipping costs. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But he thinks that it is in the total. Um, and so, like, literally all of that's just directly, like, shipping. And, like, they, they're not doing anything with that. He does recognize the outrageous shipping uh, to international customers. Uh, but they'll, they'll do something eventually for Europe. But not this time. Um, he's going to pay his team a healthy bonus. Uh, Good. And Good. you know what? I think they freaking deserve it because... They deserve it. Because... Like, I imagine working for Brandon is both amazing and horrible because it's like, oh, great. We got our schedule. We're going to we're going to do go do that. Brandon's going to create a giant Stormlight book. That's going to be crazy. And then then Brandon just leaves five manuscripts, uh, leaves yeah, five that's... manuscripts on the table. It's like, hey, yeah, here you go, guys. Have fun producing yeah. that. And they're also working on the words of Radiance yeah, Kickstarter, yeah. So, which is next year. So. Please, please give them oh. a very healthy bonus, I say, because you, you have the money to do so. And uh, Brandon says 40% of what's left over after that will be saved for taxes and other problems. And Brandon says, I'll still be left with a nice chunk. Don't get me wrong. And much of that will probably go towards building the community bookstore that me and my team have been wanting to do for years, which I think is very cool. I Yes. What does that actually mean, like community bookstore? Um, I feel like it's going to sort of be like a front end place that's going to be in Utah where they're just going to sell Brandon books because Brandon's very popular uh, down in mm. the area around where he lives. Oh, and then people so can just like maybe get the Dragonsteel editions instead of it just being in the warehouse. Like maybe there's like a, I don't know mm, if it's just going to be Brandon books or it's like more than that. I don't know. Oh, so like a physical shop. Yeah, I think like a, yeah. an actual physical oh. bookstore, yeah. I would ex I would hope that they also offer some of their non-book branded merch if it's just branded mm. stuff. Like Oh, that, that'd have to, to be the case, right? Like shirts and stuff. Like yeah, yeah absolutely. Like a, a place where you can physically buy like shirts or stickers instead of only yeah. being able to order them online. I I mm. think that you're you're right on there. Uh there, there was a Reddit comment that was asking if he would commission short stories and novellas from up-and-coming authors to spotlight um, something sent along with the swag box. Because I think one critique is, and, and I don't, well, let me just say the critique, that this money could be going to publishers who could help up-and-coming authors because like that that is one aspect that uh having a big time author and the publisher getting money uh does do is that the publisher yes, it, it sort does. of subsidizes mm -hmm. uh you yeah. know the the less advances well for new authors exactly yeah exactly uh yeah. so that is so i think that is a reasonable critique because like that is an advantage of the traditional publishing um yeah. so that would and be cool that in itself was part of what made Brandon become a big author because Tor was able to like yeah. get his advance on his things and also pay for Way of Kings, which was insanity. They weren't even sure how it was going to do. Yes, so. that's very true. Yeah. So that that's certainly a, a critique. There, there's been some other critiques that are like, 
this is sucking the energy from other authors, which I that one I don't really agree with because that that's sort of like the piracy argument mm. with video games. It's like they pirated it. That's lost sales. I'm like, but how many of them would have actually bought it otherwise? Right. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's really losing sales from other authors. If it's much more mm. like there are a lot of branded fans who are very passionate. Clearly, we get to do an entire show that gets thousands of viewers <laughs> and they're very excited about Brandon books and Cosmere books. And I think it's more that other one. Um, yeah. Brandon also said one goal with the Kickstarter was to make Hollywood pay attention. <laughs> and like <laughs> the biggest Kickstarter from an author, like that's really rare because books, <laughs> like, again, books and authors themselves are like, they can be famous, but, like, it's rare for them to be super yeah. famous, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, George R. R. Martin, but, like, there's not, like, a lot of, like, ones where it's like, ah, I recognize that face on the street all the time, right? It's not like an actor. Um, yeah. So having an author get a Kickstarter like that, yeah, I bet how... Brandon's like, mm-hmm. hmm, this, this will influence the strength of my negotiation. It's like, I bet it will, Brandon. Yeah, and I know we like we know for sure that he's already looking at those things because he's obliquely mentioned movie stuff in weekly yeah. updates and the yeah. state of the Sanderson, and uh, he's writing his own screenplay treatment for Mistborn yeah. and all these things. Yeah, so he has very particular opinions about how some of these things should be done, aka the whole animation debate. Yeah. And so this is going to give him more control over that for sure. I, I love. Joff's comment uh, on that he he just Joff just says I imagine it definitely gives you a lot of power with them when you can just say look guys I can snap and my fans will throw 20 million dollars at me in two days for new content that they trust I'm like yeah I mean, yeah. yeah. before they even saw anything about it, it's like Brandon stuff's generally good all right let's go I do think it's good that he is uh showing off what the books are going to be about uh, and that they're yeah. like mm-hmm. these drafts are written. He's gonna need to do some revisions, but uh, that that definitely raises the hype because it's definitely a bit of a leap of faith. That's like, will I like four branded books? And I don't know if we'll all like all four of them, but I imagine they'll be pretty fun. I don't know. Like, I'm never. I'm usually not like, wow, that branded book was terrible. I'm like, yeah, that was fun. I'm glad I got to read it. And I've also seen a lot of discussion about, like, what it means for publishing mm-hmm. in general. Uh, I don't know if we can generalize to any other author, because I think this yeah. more just means Brandon's fans are very excited. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think what this means is Brandon can do whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. Like, that statement, totally true. He can do, he can put out books in whatever form he yeah. wants and people will buy them. But, Yeah. I, I was thinking about if anyone else could do this. I was thinking maybe like in her heyday, J.K. Rowling could have done this with Harry oh, yeah. Potter content, sure, but sure, I don't sure. know if she has that power these days. Uh, yeah. Probably not, I would say. There, that's the, hmm, Yeah, we, mm, we don't need to yeah, get into I a big topic yeah. about J.K. Rowling, but uh, <laughs> probably not anymore. Yeah, it, it would make the headlines, but not for the reasons, you know. Yeah. It would still probably make millions of dollars, though, to be honest. Uh, I mean, yeah. But the thing is, and, Brandon dumps four books. It's like, what other author's like, yeah, I have four yes. extra books. Like, you can't do the fun reveal like this. I don't know. Yeah, and like, I think part of what actually does affect publishing of all this 
is that Brandon is showing just how important it is to have a connection to your fans yes. Yes. and making your fans trust you as a person, as an mm. author, as well, his company also, Dragonsteel, because we know they produce really high quality products from the Way of Kings uh, Kickstarter, from all the leather bounce, all those things. Like showing that he has his power, like with his YouTube, the fact that it got to number one on Treadig yeah. is insane. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and like all those things, I think that's the part that has a true effect on publishing, showing just how important having a connection to your fans is and something and like different ways of marketing things that isn't just the publisher, but you yourself finding other yeah. thing, other ways like to connect with your fans, the live streams, even uh, yeah. this podcast. Well, back in the day, because not so much anymore, writing excuses, yeah. all those things contribute. I, I totally agree. Like if Brandon hadn't been doing these streams and like building up a consistent mm -hmm. audience, like this would not like I'm sure it would have been successful. It wouldn't have been quite this successful. So it, it does mm -hmm. sort of feel like, yeah, if you're a, a new author, like you want to be doing these sorts of things to have a connection with fans. And essentially you need to be a YouTuber as well. So have fun with that. Authors production's really fun uh, and not at all tedious. <laughs> <laughs> um any other thoughts on uh the th the news and things um title secrecy oh I yeah uh, i <laughs> think it's i get that brandon is like i want you to be surprised and delighted uh, and have no other context but then he's like but here i'm gonna give you all the context you need anyway if you want like i i get it that like it, it's for the fans who want that I just don't think the title says anything really. Like, it, like, does the title of Tress? It's just like, oh, okay, it's called this. Like, it's not like it's like, hey, this is Mistborn Eight here. Like, hey, there you go. Like, yeah, that would be a crazy title. But these are all going to be in new worlds, mm -hmm. so like, whatever, right? I don't know. Yeah, like realistically, just looking at the first one, which is the only title we know so far, we've got. A girl sitting on a rock surrounded by a green sea, and then the wow. title is Tress of the Emerald Sea. Like, there is no more context I'm there shocked. than to cover yeah. Shocked. Really shocking. The so only thing yes. where I think it might be worth it, uh, like hiding the title. I worry of Secret Project 3 or Secret Project 4. Especially the latter Secret Project 4, because we know it has connections to other things in the Cosmere. Um mm just inherently revealed something about that, about what character it is, about what magic system it is. Like, we know now that this is the Aether book, but if one of the other ones was, like, Aether of Night, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's yeah. true. That's, that's, like, that's true. Like, if he did a title reveal and Secret Project 4 is like, it's the Silence Divine, it's like, all right, then that's... Right, yeah, sure, sure, know, sure, sure. No, that's a spoiler. Yeah, that, that is fair. That is fair. I don't know if we're going to be able to not just say the name of the secret project for nine months to the end of 2023. So I don't know if we're going to be able to keep that title secrecy. But uh, look, we I was tempted in my video to have a giant clickbait title. But then I got to the part in the video where Brandon's like, don't spoil the surprise. I'm like, OK, Brandon, fine. I won't do the giant clickbait title, even though it totally justifies like Brandon wrote five books. Like that—that's a clickbait yeah. title that I can put in all caps. That's like, yep. yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that that makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, 
let's get in to talking about Tress of the Emerald Sea. And, uh... Oh, it's... It's a Hoyt it's book! So cool. It's a Hoyt! It's a full, like... <laughs> Hoyt is telling a story, and I'm just like, I'm I'm in. Yes. I'm so in. <laughs> I'm so in. Like, I love Hoyt sass, as always. I was thinking before we started recording how cool it would be, like, if he does do a blurb, how the Stormlight blurbs are in world, but oh, it's like, mm-hmm. the, the blurb is like, Hoyt being like, come sit down, let me tell you a story. Oh, that would be thing. awesome! Oh! I love that idea. Oh my god, that's amazing! That's a great idea right there, I hope, I hope they do that. I, I can just tell, reading these chapters, that Brandon's like, this is... He's trying to just do something fun and give it to his wife, right? Like, it, it definitely has those vibes of, like, I just want to do something different. And I have no doubt Brandon has a great fun writing the Hoyd telling stories in Stormlight. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we're going to talk about other Cosmere stuff. Uh, I, I forgot to mention that, but there's going to be Cosmere stuff here. Uh, I, I don't think heavy Stormlight or Mistborn spoilers or anything, but... Uh, there, there's going to be some stuff about Aether of Night, but we're going to have a separate section for that. Um, mm-hmm. I think so. Also because I think I'm the only one on this cast who's read Aether of Night, but... Honestly, yep. I have too much to read of Brandon's stuff! Thanks a lot, Brandon. Uh, that, like, I don't have time to read his unpublished stuff. Like, no joke. But I, 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 lo- I just love the conceit that it's Hoyd telling the story and Brandon, it, like, even written in there, it's like, and yes, that's me. I'm Hoyd. I don't know why Hoyd's the cabin boy? A boy? In the uh. story? Like, he said that... Oh, yeah. Like, he did say that. Like, that's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a rank, not, like, indicator of, like, age. It doesn't have oh. to mean that he's, like, okay. a 15-year-old. Cabin boy is, like... Oh. Yeah, it, just like, like a ship term. A servant. Yeah, yeah, it's like a okay. servant on a ship that take, takes care of various like odds and ends. Okay. So it, it doesn't mean that Hoyt is looking like a 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's like, just boy. I'm like, what's this like? It's like, did like Hoyt just go from Yola and it's like, I'm here now. What's up? Uh, like, that just seemed yeah, no, a little it's, it's, a sh- it's, it's a specific position on a, on a ship, like someone who's... Got it. Assi- like an assistant. Sure, sure, someone. sure, sure, like, sure. Like a maid, but on a ship. Sure, got it. Yeah. Brandon did say at the bottom that uh, he is telling an actual event. It's not, he did, he's not making it up. Uh, I don't think Dog and the Dragon is like yeah. an actual thing that actually happened. Like this is an actual story that's actually in the Cosmere that Hoyd's embellishing a bit. Um, you say that now, and then we're gonna like meet a dragon in the future of the Cosmere who like tells the dog and the dragon from his perspective. <laughs> Dude, I'd be I. I mean, that is true. There are dragons in the Cosmere. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. That I would be into that. What if the dragon's frost? Whoa, we're, we're just going on the rabbit hole of nonsenseville here. <laughs> just just wait 10 years from now till we go to a planet with talking dogs. Yeah, and like, sure, this is canon. This That's is Gadriel. not something Hoyt is ma- making up, but also how much of an aspect of an unreliable narrator is there here? Because it's also Hoyt who we're talking about. Well, I mean, Brandon so. does say there's a few liberties, but you know what? For the copper mind, we're just gonna oh, yeah. dress oh, as a person. Sure. This is what happened, and we're not we're not gonna speculate there. 
I I almost suspect or wonder how much of the liberties are going to kind of get called out by Hoyd, like, within the narrative. That's true. That's Mm. true. I I wonder if the embellishment is just Hoyd. Like, I do not think Hoyd has mind-reading powers and does not actually know exactly what Tress was feeling, right? And so I think he's probably embellishing that. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh... I mean, maybe he has mind-reading powers, but I, I think mind-reading powers would be very overpowered on the Cosmere. Like, we don't have that yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, like, with that mind-reading thing, um, the, in researching for my extended essay, which was on POV, voice, etc. Oh, so this is right your jam. Yes, I love analyzing this. It's, like... Perfect. My favorite thing. I forget which author, because I have everything confused in my mind now. Yeah. Said that uh, the unreliable narrator was used to highlight the difference uh, between... Like, to reveal the gap between appearance and reality, which is definitely something that not... No... Extrapolating someone's thoughts... Um, like, from, also, Coit knows people really well. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. So it makes sense. I think that that's could probably interpret the way the unreliable narrators used here. And read them well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think so. I love the fairy tale vibe, though. And that, that's yeah. exactly what Brandon was going for. And I, it really worked for me. And it's refreshing to have a different voice and style in the Cosmere. Mm-hmm. That that's just nice. I, I I like I like the change of pace. It doesn't all need to be the same. And the Cosmere is a rich universe that can have all sorts of stories. Uh so I I I I fell in love instantly. Like this this is so yeah. good. Helps that the chapters were short as well. Very short. Mm. Also probably I'm... why there are five of them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It has to put all five, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I just feel like I guess I'm gonna be this okay the one who, sure let's go you know, you're I probably not alone thing. that's the thing I guess it's my thing on the shortcast now I'm the I'm the negative one <laughs> okay that's okay because I will say that it didn't the writing didn't quite work for me like I I love the world building just for to the start I, I love the world I am intrigued by the premise and like Give me the dangerous sorceress that lives under the black mm. moon. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that's exciting. The midnight sea. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know if this is the writing style or just not my thing in terms of characters, but I did find those first four of those chapters really dragging on, partially because of those like extended, you know, Hoyt going off on a tangent about like how Tress's hair is supposedly blonde but not actually or how like she's not like the other girls by being like the other girls which actually makes her not like the other girls i i i dug that personally like i I think (laughs) it's a really good character introduction i think it kind of missed the mark for me so okay yeah it is it's a specific Mm -hmm. writing style and i hope it grows on me in the future but for now, it feels a bit too prone to just wandering off on a tangent. Sure. Yeah. And there are several, like, anecdotal books like that. Though, all, what, the first one that comes to my mind, honestly, and, because I know some of my friends have mentioned others, is El Olvido Que Seremos by Hector Arfa And I've just been reading that for school. And it's basically him just, like, honoring his father's life and what his father did. And it's just super anecdotal. It sounds like he's telling you the story, which is exactly what Brandon wanted to do here and for some reason i like 
trust his style far more than that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's basically the same thing. And I know it rubs uh, a lot of people like the wrong way because it's not, it doesn't feel like enough story is happening and it's more just like an anecdote. I don't know how uh, to explain it because no, that wasn't my feeling, I, but I it. it's a very, very different style. Ella, do you think part of the problem is that it's very telly and not very showy, like on the show, don't tell sort of mm-hmm. scale? Maybe, but I also feel like the the pacing feels a bit slow because, okay, what happens in it's, those... It's slow, first, it's slow, it yes, is. it is. What happens in those first four chapters? Uh, we get introduced to Tress who goes to meet with Charlie. Uh, they talk about stuff and realize they are in love with each other. Which was uh, adorable, Charlie- I gotta say. It like, was. that was real. I thought, like, when he was like, you're like a glove to me, I'm like, oh, that's what Tress thinks about him! It's so cute! <laughs> oh, I, I was in. Like, the the second chapter with Charlie, I'm like, eh, whatever. But, like, I, I, I dug it. I dug it. Please continue, sorry. <laughs> okay, so they... They confess to each other uh, being the gloves of each other. <laughs> and then uh, his father sends him out to sea. And then in chapter five, everything, you know, the actual plot setup yes. actually yes. happens. Mm-hmm. So it feels like we are spending four chapters just to set up that there's a guy, she really likes him, he gets, he gets sent out. Yes, but like if that's the premise of the book, like you I think you do need to like be somewhat invested in Tress yeah. finding Charlie. And like if you it's just difficult to cut it down more, I think. I know, I know. It just I find it slow paced. And... It is slow paced, no doubt. Yeah. And I know it's going to be blasphemy, but I just didn't quite connect with the characters as much. Yeah. But yeah. I think for me, um, I don't know how much of our our audience knows this, but I'm very much a reader of like fairy tales and fairy tale inspired stories. Yes, she really is. No joke. Yes. I mean, you did an episode with uh, Jess on her channel about that, which was a great episode. And so this style of introducing the story through almost this outside perspective who is telling the events of like the background of this setup is something I am a little bit more familiar with because it is something I have read in that sort of style before. Sure. It, it this this to me felt like obviously the the Hoyt interjections and stuff, it was a little bit more of like the narrator being a little bit more sassy than I normally read in this type of things, which I did enjoy. Shocking Hoyt being sassy Hoyt. never. <laughs> but 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 that setup of like this first chapter, the first few chapters, is like this this person being like, there were, once upon a time, there were these kings who were at yeah. war, who had these, ch- fell in love and had children, and the children was like, one was a boy, one was a girl. And it's like, that it's, kind of yeah. setup where it is very telly, very, like, mm-hmm. this traditional storytelling style of writing before you go into the main plot is something i was more familiar with and so i kind of got hooked on that more quickly yeah and and brandon does say the fairy tale vibe fades a little but not completely into an epic fantasy uh and and it's still you know going to be filtered through prose and voice of a storyteller sitting down to tell about one of his adventures uh 
Uh, that's what Brandon said about it. So I'm, I'm not sure how representative this will be of the whole. Like, I'm sure Hoyd will still be sassy. I imagine there will probably be less digressions once we get the plot kicking into gear and we're exploring this world mm-hmm. uh, and stuff and we, we actually get into the, the meat of things. That that would be my assumption, at yeah. least. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, I can very much see that someone reads this and is like, there's, there's not... There's not a lot of plot here. And I'm usually a plot person, so I, I, I see that there. So, yeah, I, I will admit that for now, the, the preview has left me feeling very lukewarm. Uh, but I do see, like, the, with, the, with Chapter 5, I do see that there is something I'm, I might actually be interested in in the future. So I am open to changing my mind when I get my hands on the full book a year from now. Yeah, uh, oh my I, God. I think the advantage of Brandon putting these all out in 2023, all the secret projects, is that Brandon said they're going to feel very different from each other. Yeah. So if you don't like one, you'll probably like the other ones better, right? Like, because mm-hmm. it's not like all four are like this, right? Like, it's just. Oh, yeah. But they they all seem to be very boat. experimental from what yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I am very excited for that. Uh, yeah, I just, from the first sentence, I was like, this is a different voice. This is a very this is so different exciting. vibe than I'm used to, uh, It was a bit yeah. like Kingmaker, where, where Kingmaker, I also immediately tuned on to, this is a very different voice. That was like a second person omniscient. It was a oh, very yeah, it was weird omniscient. voice Kingmaker. Honestly, haven't, I did not listen to that Kingmaker uh, thing that Brandon did at the Cytonic release. I didn't listen to it at all. Yeah, it was also a very strange one. And I think it, it's so fascinating to see an author experimenting with voices that are so different. Because one thing is making a character voice like when you have a large cast of characters different from each other but it all being like third person limited or uh, first person like well, Robert Jordan was a master of that. But another thing is just playing with different types of voice and making them all distinct and different and serve a purpose in the narrative. Uh, definitely uh, Glenn Cook for that. I mean, not only the characters and the character voices themselves are very different, but playing with first person and third person in the Black Company and like the unreliable narrator was something I loved reading that whole series. And now also that I've been reading The Acts of Cain with, and so we're like going from first person to third person to second person and each type has a specific purpose within the narrative is really interesting and so i love brandon getting more experiments like this rather than his just normal third person limited or first person which he tends to use for ya so this just made me really happy like i know for sure i am going to learn a lot about writing from reading this yeah i'm sure brandon learned a lot about writing from writing it honestly (laughs) really Let's talk about characters and, and 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 Grace. Why don't you just go on about Tress? <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I I immediately liked Tress in in part because she like the description looked like me. Like I I'm not gonna deny that. Yep. Um, I thought her her interactions with Charlie were very cute. That sort of like like I I see through your your facade of like. <laughs> The, the Duke's son pretending to be normal and kind of calling him out on it, but also just kind of letting him enjoy the lie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because she knows like it's important to him. 
But it's like, what? You're the Duke's son? I never would have guessed. They're both named Charlie and are the same age. That's crazy, Charlie. Yeah, and and I liked Tress's character as well. Uh, Like, we get a lot of larger-than-life heroes in the Cosmere, Mm -hmm. so it's nice to have sort of the... I I guess it's a fairy tale vibe of the ordinary Mm -hmm. person going on an adventure, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a nice change of pace, I think. So I dug it. Yeah, she she really does have a lot of that like fairy tale heroine vibe yeah. of you know hardworking. She you know takes care of the family's money and makes sure to spend it in like a frugal way. But she you know collects cups from far off places. You gotta have the, the of, heroine yeah. quirk, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> you gotta have the quirk. At least it's not that she's clumsy. So it's like she collects cups. No. Like mm-hmm. that's good. I will say that to me, Tress read very like stock YA girl protagonist which it's probably feels... because it's very tropey yeah and yeah, I think it... that's a point yeah yeah it's just not okay I don't want to like say like you're actually wrong for like because you know <laughs> it's it's a difference of tastes and like mm-hmm. something works for some people or something for other but yeah like I mentioned before I completely failed to like Maybe not completely, but I really like failed to connect to Tress. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I'm not. I can't really tell you anything. She like she's supposed she's supposedly ordinary, but she's actually not. She's supposedly pragmatic, but we never really see it. We are told about it, but you know the she doesn't really do the pragmatic thing. She instead goes on an adventure, which you know that's a good thing. We wouldn't have the book otherwise. <laughs> I I like how it's n- she's not impulsive. Like she does think through mm-hmm. what she's going to do, which I really like. I mean, it is definitely like the traditional call to action type thing where it's like yep. I gotta go do a thing. Uh, but like it's not like like she'd been thinking about Charlie for a really long time and like seeing how this changed. I did like the reversal that it wasn't Charlie who came back the the heir. Oh, like I, oh, I yeah. quite enjoyed that. It's like, wait, you're not Charlie, and so it's like, ooh, what happened to Charlie? And so now yeah. we're getting some. And plot also, things. that scene had a great line of the Jotham straight that they made other men question if they were. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Th- that's yeah, the sort is... of line that I love. That Brandon is putting lines mm-hmm. like that. Like I love, I love it. Yeah, and I just went back and like because I read the thing before the uh, video was up, but I went and just to go listen to that line specifically. And he says it with <laughs> such a straight face. I mean, I'm sure as an author, you just need to get used to just narrating with like a total straight face, you know? If, if you're reading five chapters, like, yeah. Yeah, um, for for me, that that was the moment when the book like got good, when the ship came back and it was someone who isn't Charlie aboard. Oh, I I, I totally agree with that as well, uh, by the way. Like, that that's definitely where it's like, ooh, now I'm interested. Whereas like, I before... I was just having fun. I was like, yeah, okay, that's good. I think Tress and Charlie are cute. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, clearly the earlier chapters didn't work for you as well. So that's fine. Yeah. I like that Tress thinks about what she's doing and she's, she doesn't like let emotion like dominate the mm-hmm. whole thing. Even though, like, yes, she is going out there for love, but she's not like being idiot protagonist about it. You know, yes, like, that's good. Like, that, that, that's nice, you know, because I, I feel like other stories, it would be, I have the idiot ball and I need to go 
out there and save this person. Like, Tress, I think, would plan how to get through these things and figure out a way to do that. And so I think I think we'll see the pragmaticness later. Yeah, she she makes, like, a effort to go and talk to people and learn the full story right, of what true. actually yeah, happened yeah, to Charlie yeah. before mm-hmm. even, like, blaming him or making any decisions. Ooh. Or- that is definitely different from many Disney movies. That's for sure. It's like, what? <laughs> you didn't send me a cup? Unacceptable. You're dead to me. It's like, Tress is like, no, he wouldn't do that to me. And it's like, he didn't. And so it's like, wow, yep. thank you for not jumping to conclusions. That's great. Uh, and it's like, no, he literally couldn't send the last cup and he tried. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the plot. Uh, I mean, clearly there's a lot of world to explore. So I... <laughs> I mean, clearly we're going to do some traveling through some crazy locations Mm -hmm. uh, here. So I'm excited. Yeah, that is one thing that I picked up on from these chapters that is themed very different from Brandon's normal books. Brandon Brandon doesn't write travel books. No, he He doesn't. He never does. These characters are in a city for the entire time. And then we teleport to the other city. Yeah, like... (laughs) But but this book from these first chapters felt like it was going to be like a sort of adventurous hero's journey type thing. It kind of yeah. reminded me of the Odyssey a bit. Um, mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. sort of like the the heroine travels the seas and I mean obviously I could be off because it's just these first chapters. But like the heroine travels across the seas and uh, comes across the different trials that she has to overcome to in order to get back and to, to her Charlie. love. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like exactly what's going to happen in this book. And like, yep. the last trial is going to be the sorceress, right? Like, isn't that uh, that's just the plot? Like, I imagine yeah. many interesting things are going to happen uh, there. But yeah. like, what else? That's the plot. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I do kind of. A part of me kind of hopes that rather than uh, the sorceress being the last trial, she's like the first. Hmm. Like we. Uh, we go out to find the sorceress and surprise, we actually find her in the first place we're looking and then something changes because the story is supposed to go more epic fantasy. So unless yeah. the sorceress yeah. is doing something really, you know, very weird, then I know, I guess I'm just really exci- excited about the sorceress and I want to meet her as soon as possible. Right. Sure. That That is fair. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Brandon, so it's gonna be like yeah, the exactly. force versus evil, and then we get there, and she's actually not that bad, and then the three of them with Let Charlie me tell you about my magic system. And it, have to like team up and learn about the Aether magic mm-hmm. and fight the king who sent place or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's not gonna happen like at the end. It's gonna happen like what twenty percent in knowing Brandon. I mean, the fact that he's pulled so many things like. The Everstorm on us is like so early on in a series. It's like it's not gonna be close to the end. I, I do feel like like they name dropped two other seas, and so I think like because the sorceress was in the Midnight Sea, so I feel mm-hmm. like we're gonna go to like the Crimson Sea and we're gonna explore that. Then we're going to see the Midnight Sea so, in the sorceress. So like mm-hmm. I can see that being like halfway mark. But I don't think yeah. that's gonna be first. Like I definitely don't think that's gonna be first. I think we're gonna mm-hmm. learn what more about the spores and like the crimson crimson sea and what that means right before we uh go on to the midnight sea and meet the sorceress mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's just not gonna be the end 
knowing Brandon, especially Probably because not. in the video announcing uh, this whole thing, he said, if there's one thing you can expect from me, it's a good twist ending. I so. guess that's true. Uh, although I think that was in the context of like, ooh, I've pulled one over you. I've written. I mean, yeah, but, book, but not, that not wouldn't surprise me. Do you want to talk about world? Sure. Yeah, there's a lot to discuss here. There's, so. there's a lot going on on this planet, that's for sure. Not a lot of magic, but a lot of setting stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Tress doesn't have magic, right? And it, there's no indication that anyone on the... Has magic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, clearly the sorcerers look, but, you know, hey... <laughs> Yeah, I, whatever the ethers do, because we have no idea. Right, because Brandon's like, hey, we're working in the ethers uh, here, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. I was very confused about the world building. <laughs> oh, yeah? Um, so at first, at first, I thought that it was like oceans, and the spores were like falling into the oceans and just mixing in with the water, and that's why it was colored. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course it's dangerous. Like, if the spores are dangerous when they touch water and they're literally like mixing with the water, obviously, they, like, these mm. things are dangerous. And then I kind of realized, like, oh, wait, no, that's not like it's just pure dust disease. It, it did and, help that I saw fan art of the Dust Sea and so before I read this, and so I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But, like, yeah, I could see the confusion. And then another thing that confused me was I didn't pick up that the spores were falling from the moons. Mm. I thought it was, like, the spores were just on the planet, and, like, the Lumigree was the place where the moon was, like, closest to the Earth, and it was causing, mm. like, gravitational things to, like, pull the dust up into the sky. Oh. Uh, definitely. I mean, it is close, uh, so close that the, the, it's pulling. Like there are gravity shenanigans, but it, yeah, it's yeah. the sports oh coming God. in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to really think about the astronomy too much. Like yeah, it's gonna no. just be like eight and Alcium or some shard did it, and just like okay, cool, whatever. Or, or, or and its three wounds are problematic enough astronomy wise. And <laughs> we're not even talking about Talbain here, which is also problematic. <laughs> <astronomy> -wise. <laughs> See in the white sand omnibus. This isn't that any. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, just there there are no moons in Cosmere that make sense. <laughs> yep. What are moons? I mean says <laughs> the Scatrian. Yeah, apparently right. in you know, apparently in this case the moons are pieces of ether or like ethers themselves that rain magic dust on the planet. Yeah. And may no or may idea. not have some sort of mind to them. Because there is a word a word of Brandon when oh, he mentions that Rob. <laughs> I Which don't remember this? it like verbatim, but is it the there is a one. one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that there mm. are. When when asked about what the oldest like beings mm. in the Cosmere are, mm -hmm. uh, he mentions Hoyt. He mentions the dragons like Frost, and he says that. And he mentions the core ethers. Ethers, yes. He yes. says uh, you could argue that the core ethers, the act, that the ethers, the actual core ethers, are as ancient and potentially powerful. Okay. Oh my god, what does that mean? Uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing that this clears up a lot of is that uh, you, you know how over like the last while Brandon's been doing like, ah, yeah, mm -hmm. either oh, stuff. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's because you wrote this book, Brandon. <laughs> like, no crap. <laughs> you can always tell yeah. when Brandon's like, I figured mm -hmm. out a thing, which I guess should should have been very obvious that it's like, 
I wrote a book about this. Like, yeah. Okay, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, before we got the preview chapters, I could have sworn that it was going to be Secrets Project 3, but mm. sure. Yeah, well, it's this one, I guess. Yeah, I think a lot of people were predicting 3 for Aethers from what I saw. Mm. I think even nothing. you did on the Emergency Shard cast, like because of the colors or something on the cover. But yeah, uh, there, there was an interesting question. It's like, how does the water cycle work on this planet? I'm like, uh, I guess dangerously, I guess. But uh, I, I'm just, I'm here to just chalk it up to like, Adenalcium wanted it this way. Yep. Because I'm we, good with that. Adenalcium had a hard on for making weird stuff. So I was like, okay, let's do this. We, yeah. we know they have groundwater. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Other Cosmere stuff. Uh, obviously Hoyd, but then we just have an eerie reference! Yeah. It's just an eerie like, Ollie oh reference! God. It's like, this is one of the lands that the eerie... Oh, mm-hmm. man! And we had to protect the Eerie page on the Coppermine, because uh, you can't put pre-release <laughs> stuff on the Coppermine. No spoilers. Awesome! I, th- this is one of those things that I'm like, I'm so yeah. happy we're going to other worlds, because I want to see yes. these other worlds mm-hmm. in the Cosmere, and I want to see the crazy loony stuff. I love Skadriel and Roshar, but I don't only want to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this- yeah. I want to learn about the other shards. I want to learn about like what potential other elements we could get when we get to uh, sp- space era. All those things are a lot of yes. fun. Yes. 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 Yeah. I. I kind of. I wonder if the Iriali are going to be like the common thread in the free Cosmere books. Like every world we go to, there's just a random reference to. Oh yeah, there used to be these people called Iriali here, but now they're gone. I'm fine That's a with that. I mean, I'm fine with that, especially because we have the story where the Iriali currently are, right? Like, so we're kind of see getting that history. So I'm totally cool with that. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. And it also gives us some, like, timeline of where Tress could possibly be taking place, which is to say a really, really long time ago. Yeah. Well, the Iriali would have been even further back than where Tress is, but I did to sort of get earlier Cosmere vibes, for sure. The, the mm-hmm. Iriali were 300 years before Tress. And yeah, they've okay. been on yeah, Roshar since, like, the Desolations. Since the Silver right? Kingdoms, right? Like, yeah. they, they've been there yeah. for ages, yeah. yeah. So I, I would have to do, like, a timeline, but I think, yeah, this is pretty early Cosmere. Yeah, yeah. It's, it might be, like, before Elantris. Oh uh, yeah, that that's true. Um I I'm trying to remember uh like what is Roshar the fifth land? Fourth land. The fourth land. Okay. So I, I don't know if if Tress would be like before or after White Sand, but Yeah. I feel pretty safe guessing mm-hmm. it's before Elantris. Yeah. 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 I want a hard timeline on these. I know it's probably not going to happen, but it would be fun to like be able to actually place these. I'm the sure there timeline. is a timeline that Karen has somewhere uh, mm-hmm. and that the, oh, yeah. the Iriali are in there. So Brandon was saying on the stream that uh, all except Secret Project 4 would be fine entry points into the Cosmere. And I mean, we we just kind of have like, Hoyd's a storyteller, like, I, I guess that doesn't really require extra Cosmere knowledge, and the Iriali stuff doesn't... They're the people, okay, whatever. Uh, so I guess that's fine for now on this. Um, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, 
And I think that like those references, like they are more overt than something like way back in Elantris or Warbreaker. Well, Warbreaker is a special case, but Mistborn. But other people without the context wouldn't catch it anyway, and they'd notice later, like when they get to Stormlight, for example, or yeah, mostly Stormlight. Yeah, but it was definitely fun, like on the other side of things, just. Like seeing people wake up and read this, notice it was up, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, the Uriali and the yeah, Hoyt and everything!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so a fun. lot of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope the rest of the preview chapters also go up early. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I think they're all going to come up the same times, right? Uh, imagine they have it scheduled because Brandon's yeah. sure not up that early. Let me tell oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a. I wake up at twelve or one in the afternoon type guy. <laughs> It could be an interesting entry point for like, for a reader like you, Grace, like if you Mm -hmm. hadn't read the Cosmere, like this would be like, this is tailor made for you specifically. Welcome Mm -hmm. to the Cosmere uh, type (laughs) thing, right? Yeah. The the one question I have is if the voice is so different from his normal stuff, is Mm. someone who really loves this going to try to like pick up, say, Mistborn next? And just be turned off because it's like, oh, I thought this would be written more like Tress-wise. Yeah, it's like kind of a bad yeah. promise in a sense, right? That's like, oh, yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what the Cosmere is like. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's it's a good pe- entry point in the sense that you don't really have to know anything else about Cosmere to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. But it's not the best when it comes to getting the sense of how Brandon writes most of the yeah. stuff. yeah. Unless Stormlight 5 is going to be written <laughs> completely differently than we It's all just ahoy, just uh, talking about <laughs> no, what happened. Sure. Oh man, I would hate that. Brandon would not do that. Um, but yeah, and the other advantages, uh, by the way, these books are going to be more like era two length. So uh, the, the three Cosmeres mm. are about 100,000 words. So like Mistborn 1 is 200,000 words. Uh, and era two books, except Lost Metal, Lost Metal's longer, um, uh, are about a uh, hundred thousand words. So, like in that sense, a shorter book could be an interesting intro point. But yeah, if the voices are all crazy and different from what Brandon's usual is, then maybe that's. Yeah, and I'm wondering not the if uh, Secret Project Three, which I'd have to, what do we know about Secret Project Basically Three? Basically nothing. Yeah. In terms of, like, voice, because we know that, well, Secret Project 4 doesn't even, like, factor into all this because it needs Cosmere knowledge. Yeah, yeah. But if Secret Project 3 is more normal in terms of voice and it's just the setting weirdness, then maybe that might be a better starting point. Did say one was first person? That might be the non-Cosmere, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Well, we'll find out. We'll let you know. Uh, stay tuned on the channel. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification bell where you can hit uh, C for new sarcastic content. Yeah. There you go. You'll probably, know, you'll probably know if the second book is first person faster than you watch this podcast. Well, you know, that's no fun <laughs> when you put it like that. But, but, but realistically, they should probably read the thing before they listen to the show, admittedly, yes. Yeah, yeah so while we are speaking about Cosmere Connections, mm-hmm. I do have a theory about Cosmere Connections that we have not spoken about yet. What if I told you that Tress is a prequel to Shadows for Silence in the Forest of Hell? <laughs> what? Oh. Oh. Wait, 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 what? Please what? explain, elaborate. Okay, let me start with this, because 
uh, the thing that caught my attention is the name Charlie. Because we have in true. we have two worlds with like explicitly like English naming yeah, schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, which is Tress's world. Mm-hmm. Or George, as some on Discord have come to call it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my and, God. I hope we get a name uh, for the world and it's not just Tress's world, yeah. I will say. And Frenody. Mm-hmm. And we also know that uh, on Frenody, shades are banished by silver, which also works That's on true. this That's true, there is silver. Yes. Silver is important here. That's true, I'm glad you brought that up. And we know that uh, Frenodites have run away from some evil on another continent across the sea. <laughs> Now, let me let me get my conspiracy theory started because that this was just the basics. Oh, okay. Oh my God. All right, let's go. So, let's the, the, thing, the thing that caught my attention when when I was thinking about the world building is that the moons are constantly raining pollen. Yes. So, which means that either this pollen somehow vanishes from the system, or the mm. ocean levels are constantly rising on the planet. Which means that sooner or later, those islands, those islands that Tress now lives in, might have once been mountain peaks. Oh, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> right, yep. Which mm-hmm. means that the system, the system that currently exists, is fundamentally unstable. And sooner Makes or later, sense of twelve moons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, aside from like the astronomical instability. Yeah, yeah. The Eventually, this entire planet might just turn into one ball of pollen, which means that because the pollen is so deadly to humans, they will have to eventually leave. Oh, okay. See, I I thought you were going to say the that the that the conflict between odium and ambition destroyed all the moons, uh, <laughs> like that. That's where I thought you were going to go with that. Yeah. But the, all the humans there needing to leave and go to Threnody, that works too. Um, yeah, I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to have to start going through shadows and see if they ever explicitly say that the seas there are water. <laughs> no, oh my no, God, that's, I, true. that's true. I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay, okay all right, great. So my theory, as is, uh, is like this. So the uh, the pollen star rises, so the people of uh, Tress's world eventually have to leave, and they go through Cognitive Realm, eventually wind up on Frenody, yep. but they accidentally bring something with them, oh, some yeah. of e- some ether. Oh, Obviously, without okay. without the moons, oh. without without the moons to like keep adding to that ether, it's basically you know it's just there. It's not not a problem. But then what happens? Two shards roll into Frenodite's system and have a huge end up in a fight, too. and a whole lot of investiture gets thrown well, around. Three shards because oh, three shards, right? Right, three. Ottoman was yeah. two. That's true. That's so true. a whole lot of power gets thrown around, and it does something to the ether, like activates it or mutates Ooh, it. And that makes the evil. Yeah, and that creates oh. the evil. So the people of <laughs> Frenody. Flee across the ocean, which, you know, if it's like our oceans, it's probably salty. And salt is the other thing that we know kills the pollen. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh so it wouldn't be in the forest. Oh. It wouldn't be in the forest. So they flee across the oceans because the evil, uh, being ether, can't cross the oceans. And that's how we end up in two pla- on two planets, with two planets in Cosmere that have English naming schemes. 
<laughs> I, 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 I dig it. Also, this is good. Okay. This is good. Yeah, going into Ether of Night uh, canon, which isn't published. You can find it on the shard and request it if you want to read it. I know lots of people Link have. Link in the description. I'll put a thing uh, on screen if you, want, if you want to skip uncanonical mm-hmm. stuff, because I do yeah. think that Ether stuff is... I'm going to say Aether, because Brandon says Aether. I know, like, historically they say Aether, but, you know, Brandon says Aether, and I think it sounds better saying Aether, so I'm going to say that. But- it doesn't matter. This is a uh, aeonic uh, debating of pronunciations. Uh, people have feels about the Aether pronunciation, but but regardless, uh, I expect Aether stuff's different, but certainly we can get something out of it. And you've actually read yes. Aether of Night, so yes. please, please I, explain. Yeah. So I read uh, Aether of Night shortly after finishing The Wheel of Time. During that point, I was like, I'm not sure like what else to read, <laughs> as expected with The Wheel of Time. Uh-huh. And yeah. so that's when uh, I read Aether. And so there's this super mysterious Aether that they didn't know was an actual thing, and it's a huge plot point but it's also very confusing because the original Aether Knight has proto-ruin and proto-preservation it, 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 it's, it's, it's bonkers I, I did know this and I'm like I don't know how why would I read this there's no like actual it's world building yeah, like okay um, sure but there's this Aether called Midnight or Night which okay we the Midnight Sea yeah right here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that that one and the its counterpart the Luminous have to do with like transportation and it's very okay, strange okay. and i read this i read this a couple of years ago so uh-huh. i'm not sure how to explain it ask putty on the discord putty knows yeah, he'll know he'll know but there's just some weirdness about uh midnight and luminous that for me clicked with what Razar was saying of like the way they, they could have mutated on um the like when they move to Threnody, if that's the one they take with them Huh. And how that it might have to do a lot with the weirdness of thing. like not the shades because that's a whole other thing, but that data in particular just clicked with the world of Threnody for me. I'm not sure how to explain it again because it's been a while since I've read this. One thing I did know is but, that Verdant is an Aether, right? Yes, like, Verdant is, is an Aether, Aethers. and that's what tipped me off as to well, this is Aether world. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I will say slight complaint. Different. Uh, if it's called the Verdant Sea, why is Emerald Sea in the title? Just saying. Mm, yeah. I know it's more evocative, but shouldn't it be Tress of the Verdant Sea? <laughs> so um, I am... Um, yes? Talking Hard. about uh, Allah's theory, I did remember that there is a wob from Page Runner from Jordan Con okay. where he had the star chart and he asked Brandon to mark a planet <laughs> on yes, the chart that yes. people did not know about. And the planet that Brandon marked was here there be Aethers. I bet and it's this place. When you, mm-hmm. when you look, we don't know for sure that it's the same planet as Tress, but we can guess, assume that it is. It's when you actually look at the map, the Aether planet and the Threnody are like as far apart from each other on the star chart as you can get. Yeah. I mean, but but uh, at the same time, does that really matter in the cognitive realm? Like kind of maybe a bit, but yeah. eh. I I did have a crackpot idea that maybe the spore level rising, the spore level that's a great way to say like maybe was a motivation for the Iriali to leave this planet mm-hmm. right like I would totally buy that it's just like mm-hmm. if you have a few cities that are on the coast 
uh, that get overrun by rising spore levels, right? Then, yeah, you're going to get the hell out of there, right? But there's still going to be some of your crap still around. I don't know. Or maybe this is what the book will be Have. about, yeah. like preventing the... Preventing maybe global like... warming. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> global... No, no, no. Global sporing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That That's that's plausible. We don't really know much about Aethers in the canonical sense, though, right? No. I think the only, like, canon mention that was, like, explicit was in Oathbringer when Raze got all yes. some of it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's an Amberite Aether. Mm. Which is kind of We haven't seen that here. As as someone who has only read this and Oathbringer and like the Aether Wobs, which don't really add much, like the 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 stain on his shirt and these like dust spores, <laughs> I would not have made the connection that those are potentially the same thing. But also, okay, Amberite is a different dater than Verdant, and they work very differently, at least in Aether of Night, so maybe that's why. I I, I do want to just posit that when Brandon wrote Oathbringer, that was before Brandon apparently... Raise mm-hmm. uh, part there. Like, I... I think he just wanted to do a name drop and he'll retrofit it to work in with whatever Aether scheme that he's come up with now, right? Yeah. yeah. But it, it just, like, from from my impression purely on these sample chapters, it seems like Aethers are spore dust things. Like, all, it seems like all of the seas mm. were like that. Mm. And so it just seems odd. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's also, like, there is like a bit of a sign that Brandon might not have had the whole idea of Ethers down pat when <laughs> he wrote that Oathbringer yeah. bit because uh, the the context in which we learn about Ethers in Oathbringer is there's the washerwoman who is trying to wash um, you know Ether out of his trousers and you know you usually wash stuff with water so if that's true. Yeah. And it was difficult to get out. Like, what does that mean? I'm gonna have to. I'm yeah. gonna have to look and see what material she used to get it out again. If there's like, if it's some other like non-water soluble material that ended up being the thing that like was successful in getting it out. Mm. Yeah, I'm just. I I opened my copy of Ether and I'm looking for Nighty because like I knew there was some weirdness and the first uh, thing I found. That it, it's related to like the this thing that's called a pool of the forgotten, aka proto shard pool. Okay, great, um, cool, awesome. <laughs> it's so confusing. Oh my god! But uh, their souls melt and become the living night, the darkness that makes up the pool of the forgotten. So that definitely gives me threadedity and shade vibes. That's true. But, hmm. but how much of that is related to the weirdness? Well, of, yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, but. That also might be related to the weirdness regarding, like, uh, shard pools and, like, world hopping on Threnody. Because there is Question mark. Because there's we know not a stable that. perpendicularity Strength. there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that it's somehow related to the shades? Unless that's just speculation and I'm mistaking it as canon. Uh, we gotta do Threnody podcast sometime, but may- may- maybe in 2023 after these, I guess. <laughs> sure, why not? 
Uh, we'll have plenty to do until then. Stupid Brandon make ruining my Mark Shardcast plans. Having <laughs> delay Rhythm of War episodes that we still need to do with new content. What a jerk. Just kidding. I, I love it. but And you guys love it too. All you listeners, you love it because uh, mm-hmm. my announcement video and the Emergency Shardcast got absurd analytics. <laughs> absurd. So, uh, that's pretty great. All I know about Aethers is that I imagine this book, we're going to learn a lot about Aethers in the canonical sense. And that yes, in itself I, is nice. Yeah, there's, that's definitely going to help. There's no way we're not going to learn a ton about them, right? Yeah. I am I am admittedly very excited to see Brandon try and do his like science ether info dump in the Hoyd st- storytelling style. <laughs> that will that would that will actually be really entertaining. Right? Yeah. It will be very different from Vasher info dumping, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so, now I really want that. This night thing sounds like proto ruin just like searching like because like, oh, are there the spores? Are there spores in the original Aether of Night? Because I, my okay, I'm gonna. I've heard up. some things, and I don't think there are spores. Would I be correct in that? As I recall, nope. and I admit, I only read fragments. The original like Aethers were like crystal that you like embedded into your yeah. skin mm. to command. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as like in particular, um, Amberite in particular is very like crystalline, but verdant as well. It's like this thing that you put in your hand and you made like a connection with, and some of were strong and some weren't. Yeah, it's a straight magic system. And none of that's canonical in the slightest, so it's totally <laughs> yep. different now, presumably. <laughs> yeah. You guys are really going to be confused with Dragonsteel Prime. Also coming out in 2023, oh by the way, because oh, the cosmology oh doesn't God. make any sense. Yeah, because it's coming out with the Wave Kings, uh, or the Words of Radiance Kickstarter. Because uh, it's not just four books coming out in 2023, it's like eight. Just searching through this night sounds like a very proto-ruin thing, so. Yeah. Oh my god, it's it's gonna be confusing. Yeah, but I know I'm definitely gonna reread uh, this version before yeah. uh, chess comes out, mm-hmm. so that I can like have the the differences clearer. Yeah, we 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 might need to just make an episode after Tress comes out. That's just like that's just on Aethers, right? And mm-hmm. like we'll we'll talk about what was in Tress. We'll talk about what was in the unpublished one. I don't know. We'll need to see. Um, but I th- I think we'll be able to do that. I don't know. Do you? Do any of you have any uh other final thoughts on things? Uh, all I'll say is I really liked the the voice, and I'm very excited to see more. And and apparently yeah. Hoyt is actually talking to someone. Uh, and do we want so to speculate about who that is? Or I mean, I, can we even speculate on that? Because I have no right. idea. Right. Yeah, me neither. No, I've seen people guess uh, Sigzil. I've seen people guess design. Uh, who else? Vivena. I know. I Vivena is a guess. It's yeah. not going to be design. My favorite theory is that it is a random like crab. <laughs> it's a, sleepless. Yeah, a random sleepless. <laughs> a random sleepless. Yeah. What? Oh. All right. Here you go, guys. What if one of the sea is a giant bug swarm? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Easy. Easy. The ether of bug. Ether of bugs. Oh my god. You're welcome. Thank you. Make some fan art of that. 
Maybe not. Um. <laughs> Look, the fan art that we commissioned of Nickley was terrifying enough. Imagine a whole true. sea of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when you expose it to water, they explode. That's oh. fun. Yeah. Uh, do we want to speculate about other types of ethers, or is that kind of just basically uh, me talking from what I know from Ether of Night? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's you talking from Ether of Night. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, I do think that, I mean, Verdant, like, the words tipped me off, and it is similar, except for the whole spores thing, rather than the crystal thing, and the fact yeah. that they use it for magic in Ether of Night. But it is similar that it, like, starts, like, growing vines and things, so. Sure, I sure. did want to I, note that. I, I did go through all the Ether wobs because I did not make the connection, mm. or and would not have made the connection without Brandon saying anything, so I was like... Do we know enough that someone who hadn't read Ether could have been tipped off? And yeah. what I got was that the number 12 is important to the Aether Shard world, right. um, which was probably the big thing. And then I also found a lot of like Brandon saying that one of his biggest problems with Aether was that it was a um, mm. like romantic comedy plot entwined yes. with this like, weird shard plot with mm -hmm. like proto-ruin and preservation yep. and it didn't really mesh well. So I was like, okay, I can kind of see how like taking the shard stuff out and just focusing on in on the romantic comedy, you could be left with something like Tress. And like, and like still have the Aether stuff in the background, but it's yeah. not like it's not like Hero of Ages level shard stuff. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that wouldn't quite work super good. No, the shard stuff in either was super confusing. Oh my god. It Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes with the more Cosmere knowledge, you're just like, I don't even know what this is. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I I don't know about you. I'm uh I'm pretty excited for Tress. I'm pretty excited for all of these. It seems like these will all be uh different and cool. Uh and I can see how Brandon wrote this as sort of a gift to Emily, because this is a very different, just sort of fun story. And so I'm glad he didn't travel as much and was able to write these fun things. Like, that's really cool, I think. Yeah. And also, I think that, I mean, he's definitely gotten better at writing romance because this in just the first few chapters was really cute and very different from other things. That's true. It's pretty well done, but I felt. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if part of that might have been just... Uh, collaborating with Jancy last year on the novellas, even if he didn't do much on those. Yeah. But Jancy's a romance writer, so yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I think it. I feel like the style of this helps. Hmm. I think I think it helps because like you're sort of having a storyteller tell the romance, and so it sort of gets to skirt around. Brandon being in that person's POV and maybe doing that poorly. Like, you can just have the storyteller tell the better version of it. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I have, no. I've, we've even already seen a lot of, like, tre some Tress fan art come out, and I pretty great. love yeah. it. And I am pretty great. very oh. excited to see more. Yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff. Cool. Well, I think that's about it for this one. Again, we have not seen the stream where Brandon talks about Tress, so uh, you you probably have, but we haven't. And if there's anything super cool, then we will talk about it in the next week. But we will be doing yep. weekly shows. Uh, and I'll try not to die, but it, maybe it will be slightly longer than weekly uh, if the scheduling doesn't work. But uh, I... I the plan is to do weekly uh, shows mm. on these.
That won't be three hours long. That would also be preferable. So I think it's time to go on to who's that Cosmere character? This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for who's that Cosmere character? Caw. All right, everyone, it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character, the game show where you, the audience, sends five clues to WTCC at 17shard.com and a Cosmere character that those clues correspond to. I read each clue aloud, and after each one, our panelists have a chance to guess who's that Cosmere character. Let's begin. Aw, oh, yeah. It's so good to yeah, have I'm you back, Grace. We, it's just its just been so long since you've been on a show, it feels like. Yeah. And with us doing bi-weekly, it's just we record most oh. shows. I just realized something. 2023 is going to be interesting in the, in terms of uh, WTCC as uh, oh just my people God. start sending that in all the new characters. That is a horrifying thought. Uh, <laughs> yep. let, let's, we let's... have Lost Metal uh, com- <sighs> coming in. We have all these. And then we have Stormlight like well, 5. We'll be up to so... date on the show. Also, uh, but yeah, WTCC has all Cosmere spoilers. That's it's how it'll have to be. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what do we got? One. Yeah. Oh, this this one was sent in by Lauren. Okay. Hi, Clue Lauren. One. Hey, Lauren. This character hangs out with Radiance a lot. Hoid. No. Okay. Adolin. It is not Adolin. Mm-hmm. Hangs nice. out Lopen? Hangs out with Radiance. Yeah, so my guess is Lopen. Okay. Uh, no, it is not Lopen. Clue two. This character is often happy and playful. Sil? It is Sil. Oh, yay! (laughs) Thanks for keeping that episode snappy. Yeah, that that is cute to have hanging out with Radiance and then it be a spread. I like that. Yeah. The the other clues were... I actually considered Sil, but... Yeah, hmm. well, too late. Clue three. This character likes experimenting with fashion. This character (laughs) loves the wind. And this character is not human. Oh, those were good ones. Yeah, that was good. That was good. To cap things off, we have a priority queue sent in from Greyhive. Nice. I think I think nice. we'll, for our weekly ones, I think we're just going to do two uh, and not three, just to keep yeah. the episodes yep. kind of tight. We talked about a lot of news, though, in this one, so this one's going to be a bit longer than the others. Maybe. Who knows what's happening on the Tuesday streams, so. Eh. Uh, yeah. What did Greyhive do? Uh, this uh, character is a been a bodyguard. Has been a bodyguard. Melan, she disguised herself as one of Innate's bodyguards in Shadows, which <laughs> uh, I just is, finished not, reading yesterday. It is not Milan. Uh, Goradel? He was one of the Lord Ruler's dudes at Credit Shaw, right? It is not mm. Goradel. Okay. So I'm gonna guess Kar. He was one of Adolin's bodyguards. That is not that character. That's true. Like all of Bridge Four qualifies because they were all yeah, bodyguards. Not, yeah, inwards of radiance. Basically. Uh, play two. <laughs> Their entire immediate family is alive. Whoa! Oh, I was gonna say is dead. I'm like that doesn't narrow it down at all. But they're all alive. <laughs> Ooh, that that keeps it open quite a lot, Ooh. and it eliminates anyone with like dead unnamed mothers too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my Ooh, god. Boy. That's a tricky one. It it really feels like that should narrow it down pretty significantly, shouldn't it? 
narrowed it down so significantly i have no idea (laughs) it's true true, though screw it i'm gonna say town i know it's not town i know his his remaining family's been dead for thousands of years but you know what he was a bodyguard or something maybe ash's bodyguard i don't know and like ash is still around so yeah shut up i guess i'm gonna do like i guess that doesn't really fit but yeah. Karata from Elantris. Oh. She was guarding mm. Rayoden, kind of. Uh, it was not, it's not Karata. She has a daughter. Yeah. And the husband? The husband's still alive. I think so. Yeah, like, yeah, like... It, if if we don't know if their parents are dead, like, I, I feel like Clue 2 is, is like a positive clue where we definitely know that all their family's alive, right? Yeah. And it's not just like we don't know. My thought was Rock, but his brother is dead. Yeah, right, exactly. Most of Bridge 4 just doesn't have... What did, are, you, are you guessing, Veronica? No, I'm just <laughs> thinking aloud. Like, most, we, most of Bridge 4's family just isn't around, or we don't know about them. We're usually dead. Or dead, so that disqualifies a lot it of them. It disqualifies... Everyone in Bridge 4 that I can think of. Yeah. Unless it's like March or Pete, which like we don't know anything about. And one of them's dead. Oh my god, what's the name of the... Sorry, Martin F. Excuse me. The ones that were introduced in Words of Radiance, right? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm, the ones that got killed, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, what's the name of uh, the guard from uh, the Cobalt Guard? Which... Oh. Yeah, because that is... Like, like in Way of Kings, like uh-huh. in the Battle of the Tower, that dude. Yeah. Oh, I don't know his name, but I like that guess. Mm. I think his family's probably dead, though. I don't think we know anything about his family. They're bodyguard exactly, but um, oh my god, what's his name though? Uh, one of the one that's always with Dalinar. That we know yeah, his wife is alive. And his son is alive, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe them, but I forget their name. The archer guy with a tattoo? I think. Oh, oh Taleb? Mm-hmm. He's the yeah. archer guy with the tattoo. He's the old blood. Yeah, let's just go with Taleb because that's <laughs> it the is, person I'm thinking of. Is, it is not Taleb. Okay, okay. I, have a ge- okay. I have an interesting guess. Let's see if Clue 3 ruins it. The, Clue 3, this character is a shard bearer. Oh, it totally ruins it. I was gonna <laughs> say ten soon because like the Condor families are alive. Mm. Were a shard bear, or they are a shard bear, rather, right? Yeah. Hmm. Queen Fen's son. I can't remember his name. It Black is of... not Queen Fen's son. That's a good guess, Black. though. Yeah, I like that. Bodyguard, immediate family alive, shard bearer. None of the Devars work because there's still so many deaths. <laughs> I have a guess, but again, I can't. Oh my. I'm still trying to think of that name of that cobalt guard guy in the Battle of the Tower. <laughs> it's totally pointless and not what I should be thinking about in any way. Would you accept Grace if I said one of the call siblings, but I don't know which of the three? Like, I know one of them has a sh- I think one or two is- of them has shards. No, that's not specific enough. 
Oh my god! Yeah, that's... did they guard? Did they guard though? Yeah, that that that's exactly why I discarded them early, and that's what I was thinking about. Thank did, you. Did, did General Call Senior die? Call Senior. Is he still alive? I think he's still alive. He's still around. Still I think he's still alive. And then Teshav is still no alive. I, I like to imagine the calls as like off camera, the most functional family in the cosmos. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go with uh, a rotten call because that's just one that I remember the name of. It is. It is not. Or I don't. A it rotten. is not that call. Okay. I, don't I refuse I refuse to pronounce a rotten as his name. But I, I have to see it to, to decide how I want it pronounced. So. Uh, there's a rotten. There's Meloran. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna. Go, you said Tishav was the other one. Tishav's the Tishav mother. Tishav is the mother. Oh, she's the mother. Okay. Uh, then I'll just go with Call Senior and leave it at that. <laughs> it is. It is not Call Senior. Oh, is it one of the other two sons though? Watch it be. Watch it. We be totally wrong, and we're just like, what are the calls? <laughs> Clue four. Okay. This character has attacked a herald. Uh, is it Cord? It is Cord. Oh yeah, because oh. uh, Okay, mm-hmm. nice, nice, and does have plate now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and nice. Clue, clue five is this character is a twin. Which herald did Cord attack? A uh, nail. Nail. During the the battle, uh, one of the fight where uh, Dalinar like sees into his past. She shoots, uh, Nay like flies up to give the big speech oh. about like justice and all that, and then Cord just shoots mm-hmm. him in the face. Wow, I don't remember that at all. I gotta reread Rhythm of War. Good God. I mean, this does happen immediately before Dalinar has this little trip down mm. Nail's memory lane. That was lane. a bit more memorable, I admit. Yeah. <laughs> now, that, now, that, now that you mention it, I do remember that. I would have mm. never guessed. No. Like, no. I, I wouldn't have remembered Cord attack the Herald. Nice. Nice. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I hope you are okay with us uh, having it be a week later because we we just we got to record on the weekend and I need some time to edit. Yep. So uh, hopefully that's okay. A little delayed, but you're gonna get lots of content this month. That's for sure. Uh, and, and next year. And next year. Uh, don't. Mm, that's that's painful to think about we if you want to support our patreon and submit who's that cosmic character priority cues you can support us down below uh help us pay for editors uh because we're supported we're we're gonna need that 2023 that's for sure got train train up some more people to edit otherwise i'm gonna die so uh support patreon to help give me a massage so I can relax and not die and pay for editors. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. That's a Patreon pitch. You can find us on 17 for a new discussion. There's fun that you could ever want. Uh, there's a secret project discord channel. There's a secret project forum, uh, that you can blab your heart out on these crazy new things. Yep. Uh, and you can find us on, uh, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, subscribe for more content. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes, and uh, we will see you all next time. Oh, and for engagement, because oh yes. again, I've been watching uh, the other ones. If you've read Ether of Night, what's the thing from that book that you'd most like to see make it into canon? And if you haven't, what do you think um, the Ethers, well, the other like colors they mentioned, which are presumably Ethers, because spores 
What do you think they do? There. Sure. Great. Love it. <laughs> Great. See you next time. Bye. 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 Call.